Well, yesterday we were talking to a Prince George resident stuck in Tucson. Yes, there are worse places to be stuck, but still very frustrating for passengers that were booked on a Flair Airlines flight home only to find that flight was canceled. We know that four of the airplanes owned by Flair were seized due to an ongoing uh, disagreement, you could say, with a lessor. We also did hear from the CEO of the company that one of the flights that was canceled was because of sick crew members. There weren't enough crew members for that flight. Now, many people have rebooked, have found other ways of getting home, but not my next guest. Holly Marshall is still in Tucson with her family, and she joins me now to talk a little bit more about what is happening. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me, Jill. You are one of the many people that uh, were caught by these cancellations by Flair Airlines. Tell me a little bit about your situation and how things unfolded for you. Well, so um, initially we were supposed to be down in Tucson um, from March 3rd to the 10th, so one week stay. And the the flight down was, was fine. There was no issues. Um on the 10th, we received notification about two hours prior to boarding uh, that our flight was delayed. Um, I assume it was because the crew had gotten in late from a previous flight because we were told it was due to crew rest, uh, that they were uh, needed, needed essentially more sleep to operate the flight safely. So, so we waited about the three hours and um, we were all at the gate. Uh, it was maybe 15 minutes prior to departure and then a announcement came over the loudspeaker uh, saying that the flight was cancelled. So at that point it was just uh, total chaos and um, you know the agent at the desk just kind of she apologized and shrugged and she gave us a a telephone number to call Um, but I mean there was there was quite a few passengers and everybody you know was was just baffled that there was no real directive on the ground as to what to do. We were just all supposed to call this number and the number, um, you know, the whole time was over an hour because they were so inundated with calls. Now Um, it was, it was just pure chaos. And and so what happened at that point? And I should mention as well, because we were talking to a couple of other passengers yesterday, and they mentioned this too, that they were, they were two people retired, and while it was inconvenient and they weren't pleased with the way they had been treated, they were saying how it could have been much, much worse. You're a family of four, so that's got to make things much more stressful and much more difficult. It was very hard. Uh, my son is, you know, my youngest is three, and um, he sat on the ground at the airport, I want to say for three or four hours, you know. Um, my daughter was in tears. She's due back at school, and she was she was looking forward to going back. Um, my husband is a first responder. Uh, he was due back at his job the following morning. Um, but there was a girl beside us. I think she was maybe in her you know, early 20s at the most, and she was crying. She said she was going to lose her job for it. And there was just no offering of alternative flights. There was, they put some water and pretzels on the, the counter for us, and um, they sent, they give us the phone number. But uh, everybody who was phoning in, you know, so we were all now at this point gathered around the, the Flair Airlines desk at check-in, and I think everybody was there for several hours. And... Um, People were just trying to figure out how to get home 
Uh, there was no alternative flight offered. We were told the next one was coming on Friday and um, we would be sent hotel vouchers uh, for, for the stay. They, they had assured us Flair would pay for hotel vouchers and meal vouchers and uh, transportation to these hotels. So at the time, that was somewhat comforting um, for those of us who, you know, didn't then hop on a, a flight with Air Canada or WestJet or a different means to get home. But, um, yeah, at, so, so we, my, my husband and myself, we rented a car because uh, we knew we would have to, you know, that would come out of our own pocket. Um, and we received a voucher from Flair for a hotel. Uh, it was about 10 kilometers away. So uh, we we decided to make our way to the hotel at that point. And have you heard from Flair then as far as then, uh, because I know there were some concerns about people even getting the vouchers and getting the <laughs> the, the compensation they had been, been promised, but have, have you heard then or been given any more clarification from Flair? I have never heard. I have never heard from Flair, not once. Since this since this happened, they have never reached out to me personally um, by phone, by email. I have records of my phone calls and my emails to them, and and it's well over thirty phone calls that I've made in the last few days. Um, on Friday, on that day when we were sent our hotel voucher, and people were starting to, you know, after hours at the airport, were starting to, uh, you know, make, make their arrangements now of what they were going to do for for either the week ahead or the way home. Um, we got to the hotel. It was about, I want to say, maybe around 3 p.m. that day. We got to the hotel. My kids were very tired. And I had this email from Flair with a confirmation number, and I went to the desk and uh, to check us in, and I showed her the confirmation number, and she knew nothing about it. Hmm. And I gave her my last name, and I said, okay, well, you know, my last name is Marshall, and we're with Flair Airlines. And again, she knew nothing about it. And the manager came out, and the manager was very gracious. She, uh, she saw how tired we were and how, how upset and stressed, and she, um, she offered us a room to stay in until they sorted it out with Flair. So we went into the room, um, and I think I must have spent the entire night and most of the next morning on the phone with Flair. In the end, uh, to my knowledge, Flair never, like, the, the, the voucher just didn't exist. The hotel never received it. The only reason that we were allowed to stay there was, was by the graciousness of the hotel themselves. Hmm. Um, yes. And so, uh, well, and then the next day, um, that's a whole other story, but they, there, there was just no directive, right? It was checkout time. It was 10 AM and, um, we had heard nothing from Flair. Flair still hadn't paid for that hotel. We didn't have a new hotel to go to. Um, yeah, it was, it was just chaos is, is the only way I can describe it really. And at this point, then, so so when were you supposed to be coming home, and what do you know about when you might get home now? So we were supposed to fly home on March 10th. Um, that was cancelled, and the next flight, we were told, was on March 17th, uh, so this upcoming Friday. Um, and we've just, now we've just started to do, you know, hang on to our receipts and uh, somewhat gotten around ourselves because I just I just don't have any faith in them. They've never reached out to us. They've never checked in with us. Um, on Saturday, after we checked out of the hotel, I called, I emailed, you know, where is a hotel voucher? I've got my two young kids. If, if we hadn't have had the rental car and the financial means to do it ourselves, 
I mean, I don't know what you would do. You would be on the street with two children and you wouldn't hear from them. Um, so, so they just, they didn't, they didn't answer me. Uh, the whole day went by on Saturday and finally at 8 PM after we had already booked a hotel and, you know, we were in for the night at 8 PM, they sent me a hotel voucher. Hmm. So yeah, it's, it's very disappointing. And for the the timing of it, too, to be staying for an extra week, and, and even if the expenses are covered, like you said, your daughter was looking forward to school, your husband's a first responder, that's got to be really inconvenient, to, to say the least. It's very inconvenient, and not to be offered any alternative flight, um, not to have any communication from them. You know, they had initially told us at the airport when we were on the phone uh, that there would be meal vouchers, there would be transportation to these hotels that they provide, but um, we've received nothing. We have received no no meal voucher, um, you know, the hotel voucher on the first night, well, they didn't even have a record of us. So uh, no transportation voucher. I just don't know how somebody would really do this. And then missing work, missing school, missing other commitments back home. Um, without so much as an apology or reassurance or anything really, right? You're just kind of um, on your own, it feels. And and so you'll stay there and then, then come back on the 17th. So will you be following up with Flair or what would you like the airline to do at this point? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, um, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm almost speechless about it. Uh, obviously we are expecting compensation I am very concerned that we will be getting compensation just based upon, you know, the other experiences I've heard from from others uh, in this situation prior to us. But um, we are expecting compensation and a very big apology for this disruption. But my faith in them now, just given their lack of care for us stranded here in Tucson, um, you know, speaks volumes. Right. And well, we will continue following up on this as well and seeing what happens next. But Holly, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you so much for joining us. And I really do uh, hope that the rest of your time is uneventful and you get home uh, on the 17th. Yes, thank you. Uh, Us too. (laughs) That's a must.